0: Have you ever looked at a portrait and wondered, who was this person really? It's really a love story. Harriet was motivated by love. And he became known for his undercover reporting. He got himself arrested. And also he's a tremendous dresser, LL Cool J. I'm Kim Sayed, Director of the National Portrait Gallery and your host on Portraits. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello, hello. No, I said I was doing an intro. What
1: do you mean you're doing an intro?
0: We don't have that sound thing.
1: No, we don't. So I'm going to do one. Okay, go for it.
0: It's Monday, Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony.
1: Wow. It was good, right? No.
0: I'm so good at it. It was
1: not good. It was. At all. All right, so the reason we don't have our little intros that we normally have is we are back, um, I guess, where it all started, actually, now that you think about it. Is that weird? It's where the podcast started. It's where the fact that uh, we ended up in Seattle, that that the whole thing happened in this studio.
0: Yeah, so we're in the old... What
1: I just hit the microphone. Oh,
0: sorry. We're in the old Z100 studio, so this is where our morning show that we used to be on broadcasted from before they moved.
1: This was the original New York home of Elvis Duran and the morning show,
0: correct? Um, this is where I first learned a lot of radio stuff. Um, this is probably the first radio studio I cried in. This is where, um,
1: so you met Fallout Boy. This is
0: this is where I met Fallout Boy for the first time.
1: This is where What's Trending started. Yeah. This is where Workout Wednesday started.
0: I witnessed an adult man poop in a diaper in the yeah. studio. A lot I of I saw things... Mickey
1: Mouse in the studio. Me too, Mickey Mouse. Um, but we did get our first call. The first ever inkling that we would end up in Seattle happened exactly two years ago in this very place. We were sta- sitting in the same exact spot. Yeah,
0: so I realized that this morning because my niece messaged me and saw um, it was like, you know, Time Hop. It was yeah. something I posted. And two years ago tonight, was the first time we were ever on the radio live oh, together. Do we have pictures of that anywhere? Yeah, just the two of us. No one else, just the we two of us. We do have a
1: picture of that somewhere? Yes. I feel like I should repost that. Okay,
0: can you be quiet? Please, I'm telling you a story.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: what? So our boss in um, New York at the time said, all right, you guys, we're going to put you on the air, blah, 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 tonight so you can practice just in case this becomes a thing. So when my niece sent me that this morning. I was like, oh, that means that today, this morning, is two years ago to the day that we found out about this opportunity in Seattle. Now, we just knew that we had to have a call with this big boss guy, and you guys have heard the story a million times, but it's so weird that it's this exact studio this day. And we're on the phone with him, and that's when we find out this opportunity for a morning show is in Seattle, Washington.
1: Yeah, you didn't even know where that was. And I was like, wait a
0: minute. I mean, I knew it was on the only other side <laughs> of the country, but I, I typed it in, and I was like, that's far. And it is, and it was, and then we it didn't tell our far. parents any of this. Nothing. No one knew except like a boss here. And we flew out there. Well, we'll get to that celebration when that monument, monumental day comes. That's
1: <laughs> monumental. But day. today
0: was the day that our lives. That milestone,
1: changed. I think, is what you.
0: Nah, no, monumental. <laughs> no, a monumental today day. Today was the day that our lives changed forever. Yeah. Technically. And
1: and if you go back, what four years? This is where the podcast started.
0: Almost four years. Yeah. It's cool. In April, it'll be four years.
1: This was like the original. <laughs> Home of anything that we've done as a team.
0: And it's a crap hole now.
1: <laughs> I'm looking up at the ceiling <laughs> now. It's not really the best studio, but it's much bigger than the studio that we're going to move into when we get back to Seattle.
0: I know, I'm excited though. It looks so good.
1: The new studio? Yeah. It does look pretty good. It's fresh. Um, it's fresh, fresh, fresh. That You know, I forgot that we were on the air two years ago, like for the first time as a team, like on the radio, radio. On the radio, not a podcast. A yeah. Not as part of anything else, just being on Z100, New I'll York. i you what.
0: You'd have to pay me a lot of money to sit through those clips.
1: Uh, does anyone have them? I have them. You do? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. Maybe we no. should play them uh, when we get back to Seattle. Okay,
0: maybe we can do that.
1: Um, and if you're from Seattle, if you're on the <laughs> West Coast, maybe you don't know Z100, New York specifically. It's yeah, you like, do. It is the ESPN of radio. You know, when you think of sports on TV, you think, you think of ESPN. Correct. When you think of like especially top 40 radio stations and you talk to anyone in the music business, talk to any like records, record people, artists, whatever, radio people, Z100 is that thing.
0: Like Lady Gaga grew up listening to Z100 because she's yeah. from New York.
1: Charlie Puth When Halsey. Lady
0: Yeah, when Lady Gaga walked into this studio for the first time, I was an intern. She cried. Yeah. She cried because she couldn't believe she was meeting the morning show she grew up listening to. So that like that kind of puts it in perspective mm-hmm. for you, and and any well even Halsey when she
1: came up here for the first time said something like, "It's crazy seeing like people actually answer the phones here because I used to call in all the time trying to win Jingle Ball tickets." Yeah,
0: and obviously And I could never get through. And obviously <laughs> that could happen in any city. Like one day we may have a rising star who's listening to our morning mm-hmm. show in
1: Seattle. Well, I mean, Macklemore listens to listens now to Power ninety three three.
0: True, exactly. So you never know who's listening, but it's just this is the the mecca of radio. This is where. Mm-hmm. everyone wants to be played on this station because it's yeah. New York. It's the number one market. But this tell you is what. Like, what? Go ahead. Say the nice thing you were going to say.
1: No, I was going to say, <laughs> um, when you talk to artists or record label people, they talk about ads. Like how many stations are adding your record? It's yeah. like the stupid lingo that they use. But the second Z100 adds your song, mm-hmm. that's like when you kind of made it.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know? But I will say, like New York City, it's the number one market in the world. Mm-hmm. It's the best place. Everybody wants to live here. I am ready to get the hell out of this place.
1: <laughs> Why is that?
0: I've been here for four days and it's driving me nuts. There's so tourists. I've been here for
1: less than 24 hours. Oh, there's tourists everywhere. Yes.
0: Everywhere. What's that time of the year? I know. And they did construction on the, the train we used to take. So Anthony got lost. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: This morning, because I went to go to Barry's boot camp, which is something I used to do pretty often here when I lived in New York. Um,. If you're in a city that has Barry's camp, it's like a treadmill workout and then you get off and you do like weight stuff. But anyway, I got off at the World Trade Center stop on the PATH train. And since we had left, they completely renovated and opened this thing that they had been working on since they, since the attacks on 9-11, they basically have been building this thing back up. Um, and I got out and I looked around and it's beautiful. It's like, so cool. Still pretty clean for New York standards. Um, (laughs) And I looked around, and the first thing I thought was, "Oh, this is really nice." And I thought, "How the hell do I get out of this thing?" Yeah. And there's like. It's 18, called an. It's called an Oculus. There's like 18 staircases in there. Yeah, I found it the other day all though. Of them.
0: And now I'm like, I know how to get out. I knew how to do it. I'm just like walking like with a purpose now, not confused. No, like,
1: I walked left. I walked right. I walked up. I walked down. I walked <laughs> backwards. I walked forwards. I had no idea where I was it is going.
0: Very confusing, but. I just there's so many people here. Yes. The way that people drive here, like you can say <laughs> Seattle or Washington has what was it the fifth worst drivers in the yes. country? Bull crap! This place is a hellhole.
1: <laughs> a a absolute hellhole. Hell Sam, come here. New York so, City. So, New York City. Whoa, 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 whoa! So everyone whoa, whoa. knows Sam uh, has been on the podcast before. <laughs> She's obviously part of Elvis's show, has the Acquired Taste podcast, and just walked by and heard <laughs> Carla Marie say that New York is a hellhole. Okay, listen, I,
0: you guys are gone for under two years, and you're already trashing listen, this list. I did not say those no, you I, guys. No, the okay. drivers, the drivers, are what is is killing me. I witnessed somebody almost kill, kill everybody you. today. Okay, I
1: and, almost got run over by a woman with a double stroller.
0: Oh, also, she went, he, he, moms here are ruthless. She went
1: right into me, like had zero <laughs> regard it's, for people any, are crazy. any other person.
0: I've become tr- soft. <laughs> you, yeah, seriously, what the hell?
1: Oh, I'm definitely soft. I was taking stuff out of the recycling over there before and <laughs> reorganizing it to make sure it went to the right We're place. consider
0: considerate. You know how I know Anthony's getting soft? How? It's because he smiles in photos now. Sometimes. Don't sit. Come on. I finally got to stop doing the stupid mouth thing. A lot. All you did was the stupid mouth thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're evolving. Good for you. Here's the
1: thing. It's either the stupid mouth thing or the stupid face thing.
0: (laughs) That you have all the time. So, exactly.
1: I'm just trying to distract.
0: I was on Sam's podcast. You can hear it next week, Acquired Taste. Yeah, an Acquired Taste podcast. She's actually really hilarious.
1: What? Who said what?
0: Yeah. Carla Marie. Huh. I saved it all for their podcast. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: Okay, Try something. I of gotta
0: that. go do work. I love you guys. Bye. I love you. Bye. Um, there was more things I was gonna complain about. Oh, <laughs> I this place. They need to put signs where the subway is gonna be. Cause I was walking down texting and was two steps away from falling well, down a flight fault. of steps. They need to fix that. That's
1: your fault. You know what I've actually started doing in the past three days? I don't text and walk anymore.
0: It makes me dizzy.
1: I I feel, and this is gonna sound maybe I am soft. And maybe it's the fact that I live in Seattle now. Maybe it's the book that I'm—I just finished this morning. Ten percent happier. Ten percent happier, and it's all about like meditation and stuff like that. Um, I put my phone in my pocket now. Like, even when I'm going to meet someone, like I was meeting our friend Colleen, mm-hmm. I texted her when I when my train pulled into New York, and then I waited until I got to the office to look at my phone again.
0: Yeah, I listened to music the whole way, which I never. No, we I didn't, don't...
1: Even, didn't even listen to music. Well, that's. Ridiculous. I walked the entire whatever twelve blocks. And I just looked around, and I was like, "There are some pretty cool things." And yeah. I Like observing things as opposed to just staring at my phone. It's true. Um, it's
0: weird for us though because we don't normally in Seattle have the ability to walk. I mean, we can, but we there's no reason for us to walk anywhere unless you're just.
1: I mean, I walk. All, I walk to the gym. I walk. Yeah, to but that's food. a
0: what a three minute. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not New York City walking. It's different. So that was weird for me the past
1: few days. Oh yeah, like walking around New York City.
0: Yeah, and I took the same route, and I posted it on Instagram the other day.
1: Well, that walking, we used to take in yeah. the morning,
0: and I was telling people on my Instagram that like Anthony used to gag. Oh, there was, in I, the almost, I almost
1: legitimately threw up one morning because
0: the hot garbage in the, the summer ga- in New York the City, hot
1: garbage truck drove by, <laughs> and I was a little hungover, so that didn't help Ugh. at all. But uh, the, the, the smell got into my little nose holes, hey, and it was almost it was almost over it was
0: awesome speaking of gagging and you'll learn <laughs> what? about you'll learn about this in acquired taste podcast next week did you know that jelly things like so um gummy bears i don't know of them specifically but things like that like little chewable things gelatin okay. is made out of horses yeah. horse bones and hair i've never eaten yeah. that again i gagged in the middle of the podcast and spit it out you
1: didn't know that's what that No, was, I'm that doing plant based
0: next year. I'm done. I can't. I'm so grossed out by all of this stuff lately. I
1: thought about doing like a plant based thing. Not for. Not. I'm not making the commitment for the rest of my life. I did think about doing it for like a month or Please so, just to see me. how it goes.
0: Because if I have a teammate, it'll be way easier.
1: So what am I supposed to do? We
0: only eat things that grow out of the ground
1: <laughs> or okay. trees. That's it. That's it.
0: Or grains. You can eat grains. They grow too.
1: Yeah, they're- you didn't know that. They're plants.
0: Yeah, because I also watched um, Forks Over Knives on the airplane, and I was like, I'm dying slowly, right now. Everyone is. I'm dying fast right now. (laughs) That's how I felt. And I was like, oh. And then I got home, and I was like, mom, why are you drinking whole milk? That's so bad for you. And then I'm yelling, and they're like, when are you going back to Seattle? Well, I don't really
1: drink. I never really drank milk.
0: Because what they explain in Forks Over Knives is that milk comes from cows, and it's for baby cows. Not for humans. We're not supposed to drink the milk of other animals. Well,
1: really. And, okay. I'm going like sec- to stop you for a second. That's like me giving a my breast milk. I'm going to stop you for a second. There is a lot of research um, that says... There is some research, I should say, that says that drinking milk and dairy stuff just isn't great for us in general.
0: Yeah, it makes me sick. That's how it was yesterday.
1: It's still new research. There are still both sides of our, uh, part of that debate. But... Whose idea was I it I to- do think it is weird... That when you break it down, we're the only species that drinks another animal or multiple animals' milk. Exactly. We're the only ones that do it.
0: There you don't see a little cow sucking on a goat. Also,
1: the idea of cheese, although I love cheese and I'm not telling anyone not to eat cheese, the idea of cheese is kind of gross because it's just rotting milk. Yeah. That's all you're eating when you eat cheese is rotting milk. That's why when people complain like, oh, American cheese, that's not real cheese. At least it's not rotting milk. Correct. So suck it. All
0: right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm switching. Th- I'm shaking things up in the new year. I'm going full caveman. Yeah? But they.
1: Well, that's a came- paleo. The caveman diet is the paleo so diet. So then what am I doing? You're doing a plant based diet. But who's that? Plant eaters. Who that? Oh, I'm Ele- a, Elephants. I'm
0: a, no, uh, 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 what a are herbivore? they called? No, a bronchiosaurus. <laughs> sure. Right?
1: Yes. Bronch- How yeah. do you say it? Bronchosaurus. Bronch- Bronch- a I don't know. A stegosaurus. Right.
0: No, they eat meat.
1: No, stegosauruses don't eat meat.
0: I gotta watch as the Land before time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a triceratops. A long neck.
0: A long neck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen Land before time, you have no idea what references we're making, I guess. Oh,
0: was his name? Ducky?
1: Ducky. Ducky was the pterodactyl. Petrie? No, Petrie was the pterodactyl.
0: Yeah. Ducky had like
1: a, well. like a. He was like a duck bill, but he was a dinosaur.
0: Yeah, I miss my cats. What? Because I was just thinking about cute little things, and I'm so sad. And I keep watching them on the camera, and they had a babysitter up until yesterday. Can I explain the camera? They have the pet cube. Which is? Which Bethany from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show bought one because of me. Really? Yep. Um, I watch my cats on this camera, and I play with them on the little laser pointer, and it's so cute, and they're so cute, and I miss them, and I think they miss me holding them because they've been hiding under my bed for all this time. and they had Yeah, but bas- they hide
1: under your bed when you're there, too.
0: Well, I take them out.
1: Exactly, they want to be under your bed. So what they're doing right now is actually everything they want to be doing when you're bothering them.
0: They had a babysitter for four days, and he, <laughs> Houston, best ever. Like he saves my life all the time when it comes to them. But he didn't leave a light on for them. He left the bathroom light on, and it gets so dark in Seattle.
1: Yeah, but they have the daylight, and then they have the bathroom light. It was dark. also don't cats see well in the dark?
0: I don't know. It was dark at 4 p.m. yesterday. I could see it on the camera. Okay, and it was very dark in the apartment. Yeah,
1: hey, welcome to the winter.
0: So Kanik. He's our, um, the maintenance guy who lives in our apartment building. Yeah,
1: he's like the main guy in our building.
0: Love the guy. He's like, he's an actual friend. Mm-hmm. He came to Anthony's birthday party. Like, he's the best. I text From Jersey. Him. Yeah. I text him. I said, can you, um this is a strange question, but can you go to my apartment and turn on a light? And he has the master key. So he went by and turned on a light for the cats.
1: Well, wouldn't they? I'm trying to think. And I know he, you're doing it to be nice to your cats, but you're also wasting energy.
0: I know. So I you're know. ruining
1: the world as you do it.
0: But I save the world in other places.
1: <laughs> Where do you save the world, Carla Marie?
0: I try not to use plastic water bottles. And. And I turn off my lights when I I can any other moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so your bathroom light is just always on now. Why do you get like night lights or something?
0: Because that's not. I, does somebody have a tip? Because I can't. Night lights aren't going to do anything. But Let's cats see. also
1: see in the dark. Oh. What, they're
0: what are sleeping you doing?
1: on their little chairs. Anyway. Can we not? Can we not listen to you? Look at your cats. It's not really compelling Hi audio. Hi girls.
0: Oh, Max is here. <laughs> look at her. <laughs> Caroline doesn't care. Ma- it's playing back. Okay, Max, I have so to go. So they can actually hear you. Yeah. She's looking for me,
1: but she's hiding. Well, yeah, now. because she's hearing this crazy voice come through the apartment, and she doesn't see anybody.
0: Hi, little girl. Oh. I miss can, we, can we get
1: back on track here now? I'm
0: squeezing them until they go. Ah. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, what, do we have <laughs> anything to talk about?
0: Oh, we got some emails. Okay. We I had emails printed in Seattle, but I left them there.
1: Well done. Good job.
0: We did get emails of people who are going to hold me accountable for my <laughs> back.
1: Yes. Let's talk about that for a second. So you promised in the last I podcast. almost
0: made an appointment before I left on Monday. But then the troll train accident happened and I was reading all of that in Seattle Mm because I was flying and I was like, I'm going to do this so I can mention it next week in the podcast.
1: Well, you're supposed to make an appointment when you get back to Seattle.
0: Yeah. But so I don't know if I'm going to. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Here's why. I may just be able to go to a physical therapist because we got an email from Liz and she said, CM, I work in physical therapy. Just wanted to let you know that I've seen lots of patients that improve significantly that have had the same problems as you. You definitely won't have to go to physical therapy forever, which is one of my concerns that I had. They will probably do about six weeks or so. That's about how long it takes for muscles to see a significant change. And then they'll give you some home exercises to do. Also, I'm not sure about in Seattle, but most states you can see a physical therapist without a referral. Just ask for direct access. I've seen lots of in-shape people who just have weak, deep core muscles. Hopefully strengthening those will take the pressure off of your discs. Good luck and hope you feel better. Plus, if you get a cool physical therapist, they usually make it more fun and less boring. Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Liz. Okay. So I'm going to see if I can call a physical therapist first.
1: Can I raise my hand? Yes. Can the, does the room acknowledge me right now? Yeah. How long, Carla Marie, mm-hmm. have I been telling you to go see a physical therapist?
0: Since I got the referral last April.
1: Yes. No, before that, because you got the referral because I told you to get a physical therapist. Oh,
0: yeah. Your friend Jake told me to go.
1: And that was almost two years ago, Mm. or a year and a half at least. Yeah. So, will you? So, you're going to at least do something? I'm definitely doing it. I just haven't done it yet. But the only reason you were going to go see a doctor was to really get the referral for a physical exactly. therapist and anyway. I don't, I don't need, so it still counts. You're not not doing it. No,
0: no, right. I'm going to see if I need the referral because insurance is all wacky. So, Liz, thank you. I'm actually excited. Chris also emailed and said, you made a promise, Carla Marie, and I intend to hold you to Good. it. He said, imagine Anthony or your sister came to you and said, I'm in pain every day. And what, like, what do I do? And he's yeah. like, what would you do? you do the same thing Anthony did. So, yes, I know, guys. So? I'm doing it, I said. Okay. Then we got an email. So we need at
1: least two more podcasts for a, an official update on that.
0: Yeah. Cause because I
1: next podcast will be the podcast right before New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then the following one, you'll be back in Seattle and yeah. you'll be able to actually make an appointment.
0: I just thought of something. You know how we always want to do a trip somewhere with Monday, Friday people? Yeah. We should totally do a New Year's Eve party one year.
1: Where? I don't know.
0: Not that, in New York City because that's no. the last place I'm going to be for. You know
1: what's funny is I told people from Seattle that I was going back for the holidays for Christmas and for and I'll be leaving right before New Year's. And they're like, oh, you're not going to see the ball drop? And I was ah! like, listen, ah! if you're generally speaking, if you're from New York or New Jersey, you're not going to see the ball drop because you just don't want to deal with all of that. No, you've they got put people... you in a pen like cattle for like and, hours. And you wear diapers. And you pee in your pants.
0: And that's not even like pee an exaggeration. In your pants is not cool. It's not the coolest. You have to stand there in a diaper. And there are like years, like I think it was last year or two years ago, it was pretty warm. There yeah. are years when it's raining and snowing. Oh, I've I've
1: been working on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eves, Um, <laughs> in the past where it's Ages. been 12 degrees, 7 degrees. It gets cold. Yeah. And, the, and New York City specifically, it's like a wind tunnel because of all the really tall buildings. Like one, it, it blocks the sun for most of the day. So it's just, it's always really, really cold. And then the wind comes through the buildings and it's like painful. It is. Granted, if you're in Times Square, you're surrounded by like hundreds of and thousands of people. So maybe, also that, maybe are that helps.
0: Pissing themselves. Yeah.
1: And pee is warm. So if you're all pee yourselves no, at the same time. I'm so
0: happy we're going to be in Seattle hosting uh, the W in yes. Bellevue, their New Year's Eve party. Warm and toasty inside. It's going to be the best.
1: Yeah, we'll talk more about New Year's, I guess, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else do we have?
0: Okay, so we got an email from Caitlin. Now, if you remember back, Caitlin was, her story is that she used to listen to Johnny's House. He hosts our iHeartRadio morning show in Orlando, Florida. He's awesome. Johnny had Elvis Duran, our old boss, on his show one day. So Caitlin found out about Elvis, started listening to Elvis. Then she found out about an Acquired Taste podcast that we just mentioned. Sam is on there.
1: Yeah, podcast stinks.
0: She started listening to that (laughs) podcast, and then that's how she found us, My Day Friday. So it's this strange connection. Yeah, so Caitlin started listening to us from that way, and she said, hey, guys, hope all is well, and you guys are having a great Christmas break. I saw on Instagram today that Carla Marie is going to be on an Acquired Taste podcast.
1: Sorry, my phone went off.
0: Are you watching Instagram videos in the middle? Let me see right now.
1: (laughs) You just minimized. What are you watching? Nothing. I got an update. Hold on. I got an update from my group chat about Seton Hall basketball. Why? And
0: you're doing that in our podcast?
1: (laughs) It was important.
0: Give me your phone. (laughs)
1: Give me your phone. (laughs) Go back to your hole. All right. Put
0: your phone down. My phone is down. down. It's
1: down and it's away. Continue. Let's Dick. start from the beginning. Dick. Start from the beginning. I'll pay attention.
0: She says, Hi, guys. Hope all's well. I saw that Carla Marie is going to be on an Acquired Taste podcast. And oh my God, I'm so excited. It's like when Disney Channel did mashups of their most popular shows.
1: It's a crossover episode.
0: Exactly. So now she needs advice. Which it really did just happen because we had Sam in here. Yeah. So Caitlin wants to know, Tomorrow, so this is so today she's actually talking about. Today my best friend is breaking up with her boyfriend after three years of dating. It's her decision, and I believe it's the right one, but I know she's still in need of her friend's support because it was a lot of time invested, and she does care for him. I wanted Carla Marie's advice because while I was listening back to the podcast, I know she broke up with her boyfriend after, I think, five years. Yes. While I don't know the details, I wanted to know what you suggest for comforting my friend. I didn't know if there was something that stood out to you during your breakup or something you wish you would have heard. For a little background, both my friend and the guy she's dating have known each other for years. We all grew up going to the same school, and they went to the same church. They started dating our senior year of high school, and now they go to the same college. I know reading this, you may think it was just a high school thing, but in our religion and community, it's very common for people dating to get married young. Everyone kind of expected them to stay together and get married. I even thought that. Anyways, any advice you have would be helpful. Merry Christmas. MDFer, Caitlin from Orlando.
1: Okay, Caitlin. Here's Carlin Marie's advice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I know you should have read that. Um... I don't know that there was anything I wish I would have heard, which is actually a really good question to ask. I think just in general when you're asking for advice, like what is something you wish someone told yeah. you, kind of thing. Um I think for me when I when I broke up with him, I had it I have so many people in my life that were involved in my relationship because of my job. It, what do you mean? Like he was a part of my job, a part of my friendship. Well he he was
1: friends with your friends. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I kind of had to almost like put out a mini press release to people because I didn't want people asking me, how is he, how is he, like whatever. I just wanted everyone to know where I was and kind of like leave me alone. Is
1: there anything you wish people didn't do or didn't say? Because that might be good advice too. Yeah, just don't do this.
0: I, there was like one person. Oh,
1: we're uh, we being we quick being, quick uh, interlude here.
0: Hi, Andy. Hey, what's going on? Come so here. Andrew,
1: Elvis is... Assistant currently. And
0: director of iHeartNow.
1: Watch it. Facebook.com slash iHeartNow. Um just walked into the studio. Yes. I How are you? I'm great. It's been how many days or months slash almost a year since I've seen you? A long time since we've seen each other. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've seen you a lot.
1: I mean I text them pretty often, but that's about it.
0: You smell good. What are you wearing?
1: Uh (laughs) Penhaligans. Are you here for a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the podcast and then have, have are you fun. gonna be in Elvis's office? No, I'm gonna be editing iHeartNow. Oh, do do that in that studio Staring back me. there. Yeah, you're in this one. <laughs> All right. Well, iHeartNow, go check it out. When's it gonna be posted? In the next hour. So that'll be about two o'clock uh, East Coast time or three o'clock East Coast time. By three o'clock, it'll be up. Bam. All right. You better do it now. Facebook.com/slash/iHeartNow. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Gotta go. By. Bye, Andrew. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm
1: back to what, what do you wish people eat? What do you wish people either said or did not say to you when you were going through your breakup of five years?
0: There was really no one. And now she, so Caitlin said she agrees. This is the good idea for Mm -hmm. her friend. There was really no one that didn't understand where I was coming from.
1: Um, there were people that said you should have stayed together. Who? Your friend, Alex, didn't she say, tell you? No, I thought she did.
0: No, there was no one. Greg T. that's where I was going to go. He was the one person. Um, But I kind of put out there to everyone, look, I have been unhappy for X amount of time. He did nothing wrong. This just, it's not what I want. It's not where I'm going. I wasn't happy I'm doing this for me. I want everyone to kind of still be, Good, like be yeah. cordial with him, talk to him, do whatever. There's there's no bad blood there. Okay. And I put that out there at first so there wasn't that awkward situation of three weeks from now, someone trying to hide behind my back and talk to him or someone say, How is your like how is he? And I'm like, Oh, we broke up. Like yeah. I wanted people to know. Um my family's reaction was a lot of like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, what do you everyone kind of saw it coming and I'm like, okay. I wish someone would have told me that. Okay. Um, but Greg T he, from Elvis Around in the Morning Show, he was the one that was like, you're making a big mistake. He's such a great guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know he is. He is a great guy. There's He's not a bad person at hmm. all. But it's not where I want to be. So I think telling someone they're making a mistake when they've done a, something that they yeah. want to do for themselves is one of the most ridiculous things anyone can ever well, do and, and disrespectful.
1: It's great. And Caitlin's email, it's great that she agrees that this is the best move for her friend. But at the end of the day, Caitlin... It doesn't matter right. if you think it's the best thing for your friend. If your friend made that decision, that's her decision. Um, I think the worst thing, honestly, the worst thing that you could say is when someone finds out you break up with someone like, oh, that stinks. I liked them. I don't yeah, great. I don't I don't care. Yeah. You go date them. Yeah. You go, go deal ahead. with the crap they're that I've with. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Like, so you're right. That is something that's, yeah. that's awful to hear. I think obviously just being there for her and kind of, you know, he's going to we kind of know this is happening probably before he does. So he's obviously going to be whatever his reaction is, whether it's anger, sadness or whatever, she now has to deal with that. So you have to be there to help her through that part of it for me. And as I've said this in the podcast, I kind of cut it, boom, done. Mm -hmm. Like, for the most part cut all communication i didn't do any of that let's hang out let's see if this works let's because yeah. i didn't want that and even though maybe he did at first i knew i didn't and i wasn't going to drag him along just to appease him for however whatever time it was and i think that's so important because if you really believe deep down inside you're not supposed to be with this person end it done yeah. bye and then maybe in a, a year or whatever it is a few months you can chat as friends and kind of catch up but i think it's so important to not Drag out yeah. a breakup. That's true. It's the worst thing. So
1: then what advice can you give to Caitlin? Because we talked about your relationship. Don't let, and- don't
0: let her do that. Don't. That is the one thing. Like she, Because everyone loves him and everyone expected them to be together forever, she's going to get that yeah. response from people. I expect you to be together. I expect you whatever. And if she's hearing that from X amount of people, but knowing she doesn't want it, she still may think like, okay, let me.
1: Maybe I should force it.
0: Yeah. Don't let that happen.
1: Yeah, I guess that's good advice. Well, no, actually, I disagree. Okay. I don't think that Caitlin needs to do anything necessarily. Don't pull or push your friend in any specific direction. If your friend on her own says, I'm going to go meet up and have lunch with my ex, that's your friend's life. All you have to do, Caitlin, is answer your phone. When your friend texts you and says, hey, you want to grab a drink, just say yes. Even if you're a little tired. Yeah, but just I say also yes.
0: don't normally agree with Anthony when it comes to this stuff because he doesn't ask his friends for advice on anything. No, I
1: don't. And I don't want anyone's advice.
0: But that's not a healthy way to go about things. I think I've been okay. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because had you asked your friend's advice through some breakups, I think they would have gone much better for you.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think. If it's my relationship, it's my relationship. No one's going to make decisions for me. No one's going to help me get to a conclusion. I'm going to do it on my own because I'm the one in this relationship. I'm the one who's dealt with it every single day.
0: Right. I'm not saying be one of those people that's sitting there sending screenshots. What do I say back? Yeah. I think it's sometimes you need someone from the outside looking in to be like, you realize what you're doing is wrong or you realize what he's doing is wrong you realize that this is not normal that kind of thing you need someone that's going to sit you down and kind of give that outsider perspective because sometimes you're so in it
1: you, yeah I, you can't I understand make that. a decision i just i've never been someone that asked for any advice for anything really i know i very rarely ask for, i asked elvis for advice once in radio stuff
0: yeah you, you'll do career stuff i you texted
1: text. him and i said what do you do when you want to kill everyone you work with <laughs> and he said don't and i said okay Good stuff. That was. was, I ask Romeo, who does most requested live, ask him for career advice sometimes.
0: Yeah, but personal. Personal
1: advice, no. Because I never want to make a decision that is influenced by someone else, and then I regret that decision because I listened to a different person, not to myself.
0: Right. And that's that. I and I could say I'm sure there have been moments in my life where I have felt that way. Like, crap, I should have done what I knew I wanted to do. But sometimes you have to say what is going on in your life. You have to physically say it out yeah. loud to someone else, even if they don't respond. Just let me vent and just sit there and let me tell this story.
1: I would sometimes write down, I guess you could almost call it a diary. I would just write down like my day's thoughts in my notes app, and then I'd look at them and I would delete them and I'd be like, okay. Now that I wrote it down and I saw it, like, this ridiculous. makes a little more sense. Yeah. But I didn't tell anyone. I just wrote it down and looked at it myself. I think you should have told people. Told people what?
0: I don't like the. <laughs> so,
1: um
0: But I think take a mix of what I guess a little bit of like, yes, the back off, Caitlin. Like back off as she's going through this, but also don't, like be aware of what she's doing. Just
1: yeah.
0: Be there for her.
1: I got my buddy, uh my buddy Robbie. I was friends with him when when he went through two like pretty big breakups. And he is way more of an emotional person than I am. Whereas I don't tell anyone anything, he tells everyone everything. That's another story. Um, but he would come over my house and or my apartment or wherever I lived at the time, and he would hang out. And whether he was crying or yelling or whatever, I would just sit there and wait till he was done. And then what? And then he would be fine. He vented. He let it out. You didn't give him any advice. Um, every now and then it would, because if he if he specifically asked for that advice, makes it, yes. I would never. I I try, and sometimes yeah, on the podcast I get a little preachy. But that's normally because I'm like, "Yo, stop rec- stop <laughs> throwing plastic in the ocean." It's different. Like it's a little that's different. <laughs> um, I think when people are ready for advice, they'll ask. I think if you give advice without ask without someone asking, right. they're not going to be very receptive to it.
0: Yeah, I think you need to say like, "What What do you want from me?" Yeah,
1: here. And I think a lot of people will, especially in relationship stuff or around breakups. A lot of people will expect you to do what they would have done. And that's not always how it works. Because you can't you can't live your life based on what someone else did. And you know what I mean?
0: Right. I didn't have, like, and that was the thing. Like, it was hard for me to answer that question because I made that decision on my own. I wasn't...
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, no one told you to do it. No that. one told
0: me to do it. No one really knew I was breaking up with him. I handled it all on my own, like, privately for the most part, and then... Told people.
1: I mean, when you told me, I I didn't tell you not to. I just said, make sure you're making the right decision on your own. Yeah. And that was it.
0: True. So I think that she does need to handle it within the between the two of them. Yeah. And they're adults, they're in college, like they can make a decision. Someone's going to post something on Instagram that's going to piss the other one off. <laughs> and I just think be smart about that. Don't be petty. That's the yeah. biggest thing with breakups.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever done anything super petty.
0: Uh, I'm willing to believe that that is completely wrong. Why? Because you're so petty.
1: No, I'm not. Yeah, you can be. In, with work stuff, if you piss me off, I will bury you. Okay. Other than that, okay. That's different though. Like I'm, I'm a pretty reasonable person when it comes to. that. I don't like vague tweet people. You've
0: never like put. Po- uh, well, you've never posted anything like, oh, I know this is gonna piss
1: this person no. off. Uh. Uh-uh. Bull crap. I haven't. I really, really haven't, only because I don't want them to do that to me, so I don't (laughs) do it to them. It's true. It's a very good way to live your life. Very true. If you don't want someone to piss you off, try not to piss other people off. Um, No, I don't think I've ever done I'm I'm like racking my brain right now.
0: There wasn't like Snapchat when you were breaking up with girlfriends, so
1: No, I got Snapchat afterward, like a year after. Um And I had just really gotten onto like Instagram and Twitter and stuff because I was late to the party for both of those. I tried to stay off as long as I could. So,
0: but I'm sure there were still things that you posted that made them mad, even though you didn't know.
1: Oh, if it was if it was unintentional, that's not being petty though. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but also
0: don't be if you're breaking up with someone or if they break up with you. You can't. You need to like unfollow them. You need to do all of that. You have to. I agree with that.
1: If your if your end goal is not to be with that person, then just cut ties, and jump bait and jump.
0: Because right now, the way people are, everyone is connected in so yeah. many ways, and it's impossible to really like. Think about years ago, people would just be like, all oh, right, I'm just not going to see this person anymore. Maybe I'll bump into them at a coffee shop.
1: Well, even moving across the country. I yeah. don't feel disconnected from anyone. No. Because, and it's funny because we're here in the Z100 studio seeing a bunch of old co-workers and they're like, oh, I saw you do this. And I saw, you. and it's people I haven't talked to in over a year, but they know everything I'm doing. Exactly. And I'm no, sure no. like your ex, Carla Marie, probably every now and then jumps on Instagram and looks through whatever you're doing. He probably knows everything you're doing right <gasps> now. What?
0: I found out something about him. And, I want, and uh, we need to talk about this on the big show when we're back. I can't believe I didn't tell you any of this.
1: Okay, so we're going to wait?
0: No, we need to talk about this because this is real life. Okay. I found out that my ex-boyfriend bought a house oh, wow. in a very expensive neighborhood. Good for him. And my other ex-boyfriend got married and no one even knew he was engaged.
1: Good for both of them. And my
0: other one is engaged and another one is married with children.
1: How many exes do you have? Four?
0: A lot. Here's the thing. I <laughs> I was like, I need to worry about what happens to my cats if I die. And then I started texting my whole family, very concerned, like if my cat dies, if I die. Oh my god, not my cats. If I die, this is where my cats need to go.
1: Where do they go? You. Wait, what? Yes, I you can get, agree to this. No,
0: you. Yeah, I sent you a text. You were on the text with my family.
1: Oh, I don't read those.
0: And then I said, I put you, my niece, and my sister.
1: I don't read any of those. I said, if my. If For my... the record, if anyone like that I that I know and communicate with on a daily basis is listening to this podcast, don't put me on a group chat. All right, listen. I will not respond.
0: So you were on there, and I said, I'm making a note now. If I die, Anthony gets my cats, because that'll be the easiest. They know you, whatever. If for some reason it's a plane crash, and we're both on it, and we both die, my niece Gabriella gets my cats, but my sister Ashley gets my money if I die. Okay. She has to give Gabriella some of my money to take care of the cats.
1: Just cat money?
0: I or is her, there, like, I extra t- money? I gave her an amount. Okay. And, uh,
1: but there's all, whatever that amount is, $5, $5 or $5 million. Yeah,
0: it's whatever she need. They need to be taken care of.
1: But do, does she have to spend all of that money on your cats?
0: I guess probably because it's uh, how long they live or how old they are.
1: Okay. Um, back so, to your boyfriend's buying houses, getting engaged, all that? that stuff. Do you feel like you're falling behind at all?
0: No. I was okay. like, I'm so lucky to be where I am in my life to not be, like, upset about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh my God! Like this is crazy. Like it's funny to me that I am. It's funny to me that I'm about to be 30 years old, have two cats, and just don't care. You're a cat lady. Yeah. Like I just don't care, and I'm so I'm so grateful that that is how I feel. But I know that there are so many women, or even men, that go through this. We're like, Oh my God! My ex just bought a house. Like I could have been living in that house. Or he got married. That could have been me in that dress. Like, But
1: did you want it to be you? No. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, and that's the difference where both of those relationships, I think I did the breaking up. At okay. least the second time with one of them. But it's it is it's strange, though, knowing like there was at least some point where you had a conversation with either of them, like, one day we'll have oh, a yeah. house or one day we'll be married. It's like
1: they're doing those well, things. I have, I have one ex who, I have one and a half exes. Who are married with kids? One of them has two kids. Who's the half? There's a girl I, I like oh. didn't like fully date. Right, right, right. Um But <laughs> like, she's married with a kid too. Does
0: she have legs?
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, she have... she's got all her limbs and everything, as far as I know. Um, but you
0: don't want that.
1: No, no, and I. Not now. I, like... I didn't feel anything really. Didn't feel jealous or still, anything like that. But There's
0: still something just strange about
1: it. Actually, I didn't even know my one ex was engaged or anything until I walked into my apartment where I still lived with a bunch of roommates and my friend Hav, who was still friends with my ex on Facebook, was right. like, oh, Nicole got married. And I said, who? <laughs> and he said, Nicole, your ex-girlfriend from college? And I said, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but it's just... that was it. Like,
0: but it's just like... Well... it does, You don't feel sad or anything. You just, as a human, you're kind of supposed
1: to feel like, huh. Do you know when you read, like, sometimes even if you believe something or if you have an idea in your head that's not fully formed you have to read someone say someone writing out down like the same type of thought or, or talk it out with someone who feels the same way and then you it, like clicks in your head and you're like oh i felt this way all along yes i was reading this book and i've i'll talk about it at some point it's called 10 happy and it's about like meditation and stuff but one of the things by the end of the book is like just because you want to meditate and like calm down a little bit in your life doesn't mean you can't be forceful and assertive at yeah. work you just have to be able to, A, separate the things that used to antagonize you and wait. Before you react, just wait, process it, and then move forward. But one of the main principles was, is it worth it? Is this important? Before, so a lot of times you react right away, yes. whether it's your ex getting engaged Always. or married or like, oh, my God, that's so annoying. That, yeah. You pause and you say, does this actually matter? Most of the time, Most of the no. time, it doesn't. And I feel like I've normally felt like that. Like I'm listen, college Anthony and right out of college Anthony was a very, a very aggressive human being. Um, and I'm still, I'm still very competitive. I'm still at work. Like I said before, if you get in my way, I'll, I'll bury you at work because I I do have this mentality. But I'm getting better at witnessing something, hearing something, seeing something, and then pausing and be like, all right, before I send this email before i send this text before i respond whatever is this actually important and i feel like i've done that in my personal life for a while yeah it does not but now i'm actually and that's why i never really got mad with exes doing stuff like if i was still involved with the ex if i still was like if we were still talking or had feelings or whatever that's different right but once those <laughs> so- once those ties are cut you don't you, you shouldn't, whatever, care. I don't care. If
0: you feel something, then write a country song about it. Yeah because then that's the basis. Email
1: of... Taylor Swift. <laughs> give her your story. I would. w that'd be awesome if a country artist or like an R&B artist took email submissions to crazy love stories. Yeah. And then wrote songs about them. You'd have to be able to like Ooh, well, Email like, them
0: to us. We'll write the, yeah, send us your crazy no, love don't. stories.
1: Well, who's gonna write the, who's gonna write it? Me. I'm a great writer. Of what? essays when did you ever write a song
0: I, I'm not on songs yet but I can write essays
1: so you think you could you think you could write songs
0: I've thought about it several times like could I write a song but I can't sing melodies as we all know so how are you
1: gonna write a song
0: that's the problem but I've got great words
1: and then what are you gonna do with them give them to Taylor you've got to be able to like rhyme them and put them in a scheme of some sort and make them I don't know I don't know how to write a song but I'll it out. you know what next time you interview an artist Carla Murray an actual songwriter, like a Charlie Puth type person who writes his own music. Um, Halsey. Halsey is a good example. Not like Ariana Grande because yeah. she sings songs for the most part. And she's great. Um, I wanted to ask them, be like, can we make a song together? Can we Can, yeah, te- yeah, yeah, can yeah. you teach me how to make a song? Yeah. I have. What I is the process?
0: mind-boggling to me because I heard a Danielle Monero on Elvis' show doing a story about Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. and he can't concentrate. For long periods of time. So they bring him Legos when they're doing songwriting. He'll write a little bit, go sit there, play Legos and he'll think <laughs> of something six and come old? back. And I'm like,
1: what, like, what is this like? Well, I've interviewed, I've interviewed a lot of artists and it's one of the questions that comes up a lot, especially with the singer songwriter type, type artists. It's like, well, how do you write? How do you do it? And I know uh, Sia has it's one of the crazy. craziest, so Sia's has written a lot of songs for a lot of people and... She comes up with the melody first. So she'll hum things in her head and she'll hum them into her phone mm-mm, so she remembers them. So
0: that was little that was... Mary had a little lamb.
1: Yes. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna make a rap um, song. So she'll hum the the way the song is supposed to sound. Okay. And then she'll go back and she'll fit in words. She'll have a message in her head. That's why
0: sometimes her songs don't make any sense. Yeah.
1: Again, yes. One of the reasons that happens. Like chandelier.
0: Like, she she just had the beat and she was like, chandelier is going to fit right here.
1: Exactly. (laughs) But she'll do the, she'll hum things in her head. She'll sit with it for a while, develop it kind of, and then come up with the hook and then just fill in all the blanks. But then other people have a story they want. Like Taylor Swift has stories she wants to tell. Yeah, I like that.
0: I got stories. And then it's a song. I got all kinds of stories.
1: So, you have to promise next time you have a singer songwriter type of interview, you have yeah. to ask and see if they'll sit down with you and try to come up with a song. Okay. I feel like we could get someone in the studio that would actually make a song with us.
0: We know or Sean from Yellow Card.
1: Is he, he a write? songwriter though? He can do violin things and I can sing to the violin. Text him and, and uh, I'll ask him. And ask him and we'll come back with it next week. Not with a song, but with no. an answer. Oh, okay. What I was like,
0: him? we need to have a sit down session.
1: All right. We've taken up uh, enough of your time that you were so generous to us. Thank you. Merry what? Christmas! Merry Christmas. Um, we will talk to you before the New Year, so we'll just leave it at Merry Christmas right now. If you're celebrating or if you had celebrated Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah to you as well.
0: Yeah, Chanukkah.
1: Hanukkah? Yes. It's, to... it's Chan. No, you got it. Can you do that? <laughs> no. You can't do that? No, that sounds like you're out of the road. <laughs> no, Hanukkah. No, I can't do that. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Thank you so much phone for spending any of your time with us. Uh, the fact that you took the time to open up your phone... Hit the iHeartRadio app, find our podcast, and play it for this past 40 minutes. Or swipe up somewhere. It is incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, see you next week. Have you
0: ever looked at a portrait and wondered, who was this person really? It's really a love story. Harriet was motivated by love. And he became known for his undercover reporting. He got himself arrested. And also, he's a tremendous dresser. LL Cool J. I'm Kim Sayat, Director of the National Portrait Gallery and your host on Portraits. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.